The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tom Corbett is with us now. How are you today? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm excited to talk to you about your new book, which is called It Seemed Like a Good Idea at the Time. What is that book about? Because it sounds quite interesting. It is a memoir of sorts, a group memoir of uh, a group of young college graduates in the 1960s who traipsed off to India in the American Peace Corps. And this was in the, uh, we call the Wild West of mm. Peace Corps days when it was pretty primitive and we didn't have a clue about what we were doing. So uh, this is a hilarious and very funny rendition of our trials and tribulations and triumphs on occasion, mm. um, you know, told from the perspective of a, a whole number of us. But I, I gather the stories and I tell it in a single, you know, sort of a single yeah. thematic. Uh, approach. It's sort of a reminiscence of a group of people, you know, 40, 45 years after the event. So, but it's, uh, it's funny. It's, uh, it's sad sometimes. Yeah. It's insightful. And it, it really captures the 60s and the kind of uh, the Kennedy era, you know, when we were going to save the world, yeah. which was, which is a lot different than a Trump era mm. where yeah. the world almost went into the uh, toilet bowl. Yeah. But yes, go ahead. What made you want to write this book originally then? Because do you have experience of writing or is it just this story that uh, captured no, you? No, I, I, um, uh, I was an academic mm. from my, my professional career. I was at the University of Wisconsin. When I retired, I realized I had a lot of writing left to do. Not so much academic writing, although I I've just finished another co-authored academic book, but personal writing. Yeah. So I've actually written a, a slew of books in the last five years. Um, slew is like six or seven. And um, uh, this one really came about because my group from the 1960s called India 44, uh, we got together about a decade ago for a reunion. Hmm. And it turned out to be uh, a very, a very emotional experience. Yeah, and uh, so that was sort of the genesis, or the, or the source of of the inspiration to write, write the book. Yeah, and how come it's taken you so long after all this happened to get down and write it? 
Well, uh, the, you know, the reunion probably took about 40 years yeah. because people are off doing their lives, right? Mm. So uh, probably about a decade ago, people started to retire or think about retiring. And I think they also realized the better appreciation of their own mortality. Yeah. We weren't going to be around forever. So we were going to either meet or never meet. And so uh, we met about two or three times over a period of, of about five or six years. So that was, um, yeah, so that's probably represents a delay. And, and I think when you're still a young man, yeah. but when you get as old as I am, you, you'll find that you start thinking about your own life. And so I've actually written about three memoirs. I wrote one about called Confessions of a Clueless Rebel, which got fantastic reviews on Amazon. And that's like the post-World War II period. And then I wrote a book called Confessions of a Wayward Academic, which is the story of my policy career. I was involved in welfare reform and poverty policy. And yeah. I was very contentious in the States in the, in the 80s and 90s and so forth. I wrote about that. And this was a book about my Peace Corps experiences. Yeah. I've also written a series of fictional works as well. Mm. So I've been very busy on the writing so that's very diverse, isn't it? Yeah, sort of kind of three different kinds of books. Uh, well, four, really. Well, I've got the memoirs, I've got uh, the fiction, and I've got what I consider semi or real academic books. Uh, there is um, the, a real academic book will be out next April, and it's called Evidence-Based Policymaking, the second edition. Co-authored, yeah. But it, that, that was a real academic book. It's not light reading, but the rest can be read by anybody. Yeah, and the title of this book, then it seemed like a good idea at the time, suggests that in hindsight, maybe it wasn't. Is that right? Well, the um, I think that the, the the title was meant to suggest that uh, we all signed up. We were all recent college graduates. And we were just collected off of mostly liberal arts colleges full of ideals mm. and still enamored with John Kennedy. And, uh, but basically, we were made into public health people or kind of agricultural experts with a little bit with. Now, we had a, quite a bit of training, <clears throat> but you don't become uh, a good public health person. Most of the women went into that field or an agricultural expert in a few weeks or months, you know. And then we were dropped into um, very remote parts of India and said, okay, work your magic without much support. Mm. So in many ways, it was set up to be a disaster. And the fact that it wasn't a disaster, I think probably is a testament to how good these young volunteers were. And, you know, and, and in fact, if you look at their subsequent life trajectories, this was a really talented group of young, young people. Uh, but the situation was. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Not the best situation. You know, you're, you're dropped in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you really don't know. You don't really have the expertise in what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. People don't know really why you're there. It wasn't, you know, there were a lot of problems. Yeah. But there was a period of time when they were just recruiting lots of people. They wanted East Coast to be big. And uh, they didn't give – and it was, like I said, the early days of the program. And so it, it, there were a lot of issues with it. But it's still around, and it still does good work around, yeah. the, around the world. How long did you spend doing this in India then? Uh, two years. Uh, it was a two-year pitch. And uh, yeah. uh, I think a couple of people – extended for a third year but i was not one of those do you consider it an important part of your life even though it was only for a couple of years i think absolutely i mean it, you know, if you talk to when we got together it was clear just how meaningful that experience was yeah. it was i suppose like being in a war or something like that it was a very emotional <clears throat> experience you know we started off with like a hundred uh, people in the first day of training. Wow. <clears throat> and it was a long training period. And I think there were probably about 25 or 26 at the end of two years. I mean, it was, wow. it was, it was a big dropout rate. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and it was illness. There was a lot of other things uh, that went on. Uh, and it, so it, it was a kind of a trial, a, a, a very testing experience. But I know personally that I picked up lessons about what it means to live in a foreign culture yeah cultural awareness uh a lot of stuff about myself and what i could do that was invaluable i never would have picked it up in any other way yeah it's an amazing thing to experience isn't it a lot of people want to have the experience to go and travel for years and you were given that and to do a lot more than just see the world to also help out as well Exactly. I mean, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it's, I think it's a, it's a far different 
not far. Well, it's, it's a different experience today. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, you know, because they, they do a much better job of sort of selecting people for specific jobs that they can actually do. Yeah. But also you're not as isolated today. You have, you know, cell phones and cyberspace. I mean, you can connect. When we were there in the late sixties, I mean, you were, we were up in rural areas, far from yeah. the maddening crowd, and uh, you were very uh, alone. Mm. And you—that's you get to know yourself <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, quite well when you're uh, faced with that kind of isolation and primitive living conditions, and and you're questioning what you're doing there because you don't really have a really good skill set to. Uh, uh, to bring bring to the situation, yeah. So it it was very difficult. It was challenging, but I think most of us, or all of us, thought at the end it was worthwhile. Yeah. If the joy of missing out of technology existed in the sixties, that would probably be the closest thing. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll tell you. You know, I I I struggle with technology all the time because it's age related, yeah. and you know, you young people get it, and I I'm always screwing up. But I would have I would have given a lot. Um, you know, I I just you know one example. I left a I left a, a girl behind that I dated in college, and uh, I actually once I get over there, I realize how much I really did love her. But she didn't. <laughs> but she went off and married. Uh, she met another a guy at, at well, while she was working at Harvard, and uh, went off and married him. And I thought, well, and we we then reconnected many years later, several decades later. We said if we had only had been able to stay in touch, yeah, could have contacted one another and talked. It might have been a very different different experience. We might have we might have hung in there. Yeah, but, if it um, happened forty years later. Well, forty years later, uh, I just you know uh, ran across her on Facebook. We I you know hadn't been in any touch whatsoever. I sent a message and um, I thought no, she'll probably take out a restraining order on me. You know. <laughs> Yeah. But, but you know, but you know, she was just thrilled to, to hear from me, and we just just through cyberspace because we were both married. <clears throat> but we reconnected with the same level of warmth and affection we had, you know, forty years ago. It was good. I mean, she subsequently passed away from cancer, but mm. it was very, uh, it, it was bittersweet because in some ways I thought life could have been different uh, in many ways. Uh, but it was nice to to connect with her before she passed, so that we could sort of finish up old business. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a nice way to reconcile. And I suppose if you had found out she'd passed and you hadn't done that, you'd probably regret it. Absolutely, it would have been a big empty spot in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where are we able to find this book everywhere and have a read of it? Well, the uh, uh, best way to find it is on Amazon.com or uh, BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, and uh, I think it's in all versions, Kindle uh, and uh, soft and hard copy. You can find my other books at uh, www.booksbytomcorbett. That's T-O-M-C-O-R-B-E-T-T dot com. And, um, and I've, I've got a new one, that will be a new fictional book that, that's the third of a series coming out probably right after the new year mm. uh, called Felicitous Fates. And it follows up 
two other earlier volumes, Palpable Passions and Ordinary Obsessions. That's a that's a kind of a saga over three volumes. Oh, I thought that was the third volume was going to be the end of it, but I'm getting pressure from readers <laughs> to do a fourth one now. We'll see. Well, that is very exciting. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Then my pleasure. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby.